everyone. This is Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief for Electrical Wholesaling and Electrical Marketing, with the January 11th edition of the Today's Electrical Economy podcast, sponsored by Champion Fiberglass. The company began producing epoxy fiberglass conduit and fittings in 1988, and in 1989 developed the first conduit from epoxy resins that had flame resistance and low smoke characteristics, which met the most stringent codes and specifications. In today's broadcast, we explore some key weekly indicators that will give you a sense of where the electrical economy may be headed in the coming weeks, and look at some of the year-end data for the construction industry employment and the performance of electrical stocks in 2020. Let's first check out some of the weekly indi- economic indicators that can offer a better indicator of where the market may be headed and when and where any economic turn for the better may be occurring. They are initial unemployment claims at the state level, rail freight car traffic, the Baker Hughes rig count, oil prices, and copper prices. Our thanks again to Champion Fiberless for sponsoring the Today's Electrical Economy podcast series for 2021. We had a terrific response to the presentations last year, and we're delighted to be working with Champion Fiberglass again to deliver them to you in 2021. Let's first look at unemployment claims at the state level. The weekly unemployment data from the U.S. Department of Labor and the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics highlights the states with the most unemployment claims. The data is valuable to electrical distributors, manufacturers, and reps because it offers empirical evidence of just how big an issue layoffs are are right now at the local level. On a more positive note, when these claims start declining and establish a trend in this direction, it will be a clue for you about when the economy in any state is starting to improve. For the week ending January the 2nd, the advanced figure for seasonally adjusted initial claims of unemployment was 787,000, which is a decrease of 3,000 from the previous week's revised level. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, in December, both the employment rate at 6.7% and the number of unemployment persons at 10.7 million were unchanged, although both measures were much lower than their April 2020 highs in the the pandemic, they're nearly twice their pre-pandemic levels in February, which were 3.5% for the unemployment level and 5.7 million unemployed. The five states with the biggest changes in their unemployment claims were Colorado with 44,179 initial claims, a change of 18,777 claims, Kansas with 44,658 initial claims, which is a change of 15,863 claims. Louisiana with 22,472 claims, a change of 14,226 claims. Virginia with 25,170 claims, a change of 14,226. And Texas with 43,583 claims, a change of 12,135. The other states in the top 10 for most new unemployment claims were Georgia, Washington, Michigan, Texas, Tennessee, and South Carolina. One of the more interesting leading indicators for the overall U.S. economy is freight rail traffic. It's a measure of the amount of raw materials and finished goods being shipped by rail. The best source for this data is the American Association of Railroads, which publishes this data weekly. For the week ending January the 2nd, total freight car traffic was 421,991, an increase of 4.1% over the previous week and an increase of 1.9% over the same last week. The freight figures can be a bit skewed around the holiday season because of annual declines in traffic, but the upward momentum is nonetheless good to see. John Gray, the Senior Vice President for the American Association of Railroads, had this to say about the state of the rail industry. Before the pandemic hit, railroads began 2020 on less than ideal footing because of weakness in the manufacturing sector and lower port activity caused by trade disputes. 
For several months earlier this year, railroads suffered near record traffic declines, but they worked hard to keep the goods we all need flowing. By the end of the year, rail traffic was close to pre-pandemic levels, sparked by Charlie sharply higher grain and intermodal shipments along with the reopening of auto assembly plants. It's no surprise that rail volumes were down for the year overall, but railroads are looking to the future. Their experience in 2020, along with the huge ongoing network investments, have made the industry more adaptable and better able to adjust to the demands of a wide range of operational and market conditions. Railroads are well prepared to help our economy grow in 2021. Grain was once again the only commodity showing an increase through the early parts of this month, with a 4.9% increase. As has been the case for most of last year, coal suffered the biggest decline in the most recent report, with a 24.6% year-over-year decline. If you track the oil market, you're probably familiar with the Baker Hughes rig count, which tracks the oil and gas rigs that are operating. This data is available by the state, based in, and nationally at rigcount.bakerhughes.com. This slide gives you an idea of the largest oil and gas deposits. It really gives you a good sense of just how many of the large oil plays are in Texas and Oklahoma, and how big an area the Marcellus gas region covers in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and parts of West Virginia. The Baker Hughes rig count is quietly starting to show some increases, but it's still way behind last year's pace. The oil rig count was 316 last week, up nine rigs from the week before, but still down 421 rigs from 2020 at this time. That's a 54% decline. The nation's oil basin, the Permian Basin in Texas, had four more rigs in operation than the previous week, but it's still down 218 rigs from last year for a 55% decline. Right now, this region accounts for 50% of all active drilling rigs. Since September, the price per barrel of the benchmark West Texas Intermediate Oil has been showing some small but steady increases. And this morning, uh, just January the 11th, the price was sitting at just over $51 a barrel. While that's a welcome increase after 10 months in the $40 per barrel range, oil prices have a long way to go to get to a price where drillers can make money. That price point varies by region, but a good rule of thumb is $60 per barrel. Economists like to call copper Dr. Copper because it's the leading indicator for future economic activity since it's used in so many different industries. The construction industry is among the leading markets because of its use in wire cable and copper plumbing pipe. Copper prices are continuing their surge. They're still one of the most bullish economic indicators in the electrical market. The spot price at the morning of January the 11th was $3.62. You can see from the graph that it's still tracking higher than at any time over the last couple of months. I thought we'd spend the next few minutes discussing some of the year-end economic data that just came out and that has some pretty big impact on the electrical market. Let's first look at construction employment. Overall construction employment was down 1.9% in 2020 to 7,413,000. Electrical contractor employment was down 2% in 2020 to 950,990. While you obviously never like to hear about a decline in electrical contractor employment, this data point was in the midst of a historically strong run before the pandemic and was trending well above the 800,000 mark, which over the past decade has always been the guide point for a healthy economic picture for electrical contractors. For the year, electrical con contractor employment was as usual 13% of total construction employment. And just as a point of perspective, while the construction industry did lose 142,000 jobs in total in 2020, it fared much better than some other niches in the economy, particularly when you consider that the leisure and hospitality businesses lost 3.9 million jobs from February through December. 
Now let's look at how the stocks of some of the larger publicly held manufacturers did in 2020. Generac posted a gain of more than 100% in its share price for the second year in a row. It beat all the market indices, and that's tough to do because the NASDAQ, which is made up primarily of tech stocks, had a 41.8% gain. The S&P was at a 15.3%, and the Dow Jones posted a 6% gain. Some of the other manufacturers with big share price gains included Nexans for the gain of 36%, Little Fuse with a 33% gain, Schneider with a gain of 31%, Eaton with a 29% gain, Rockwell with a 24% gain, and Signify with a 21% gain. Electrical Market Newsletter provides some regular updates on stock prices as part of its $99 annual subscription. None of the distributor stocks at Electrical Marketing Tracks beat the NASDAQ's year-over-year gains in 2020, but Fastenal did have a 35% gain, which is pretty good. Wesco was close to that with a 33.3% gain, and Granger had a nice gain too at 20.6%. Let's now take a look at two other important segments of the electrical industry, contractors and the alternate channels that distributors compete with. Two of the larger contractor stocks beat all the market indices, IES Holdings with a giant gain of 83% and Quanta Services with a gain of 76%. I've seen Quanta pop up in the watch list of Wall Street analysts who think a big infrastructure bill if passed by Congress could pump up prices of some construction-oriented companies. And as you can imagine, some of the web-based merchants that market electrical supplies had big ears in the stock market too. Amazon shares were up 76% last year, and Shopify, a newer player that provides online shopping platforms for small businesses, did even better with an 83% gain. Home centers had a big year too with Lowe's shares up 35%, and Home Depot shares up nearly 24%. This concludes our presentation for today, and a special thanks to the folks from Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring the Today's Electrical Economy podcast series again in 2021. Please contact me if there's any other type of economic data you would like us to cover in these podcasts. Our next presentation will be on Monday, January the 25th. We'll be taking a look at the large construction projects that are breaking ground or are on the drawing boards, as well as our economic indicators. Take care. Thanks again to Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring. And have a great week.